0: Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. My name's Noah.
1: I'm Jasmine. I'm Jen.
0: Um, this week we have a special episode. Jen went out into the field uh, mm-hmm. and collected some field notes and brought us a great pod. Can sure. you tell us about it?
1: Sure. So I went um, out into the field and I interviewed some people who have previously or still, um, I guess, sugar baby is the correct term for it. Yeah. Um Yeah. And I ask them their experiences about it and what it's like doing that um, as being either a student or just a young person trying to financially survive. Yeah.
0: What we have to say, though, about these interviews is that there's only two of them, so they're not a representative sample of the whole sugar baby experience. So what you hear in this podcast is going to be very personal, and they might they have full well the right to withhold amounts of information. You know, this is a very personal kind of work. So... We're not endorsing sugar babying, and we're not criticizing it, so just uh, take this with an objective view. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into the pod. Thank you, Jen, for doing this. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. All in all, we at the Strandcast want to let you know that these interviews Are not representative of the sugar baby population as they're just two voices in a much greater community. Our two guests did not particularly engage in sex work, but we wanted to let you know that sex work is just as valid as any other profession. When you listen to these interviews, please keep in mind that there are very complex and private lives that people lead and we are not here to promote nor criticize the Sugar Baby Lifestyle.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, So the first question I wanted to get into was, how did you get into being a sugar baby? Uh, So like, when did you start and what were your
2: motivations? So honestly, it was a weird situation. Like, I wasn't searching for it. I just kind of like stumbled upon it. He actually... It sounds so odd, but he's just my say. neighbor, right. like a couple streets down from the house that I live at. And, uh, again, this sounds terrible, but I grew up with him basically. He was a couple years older than I was. So, um, when I was starting high school, he was finishing high school. So I remember him from that. And I guess one day he was walking his dog and I was outside like waiting for an Uber and he just approached me and was like, Hey, and kind of like gave me a spiel. Like, Oh, if, if you walk my dog with me then I'll pay you Mm -hmm. and that was kind of like the beginnings of what started to happen right and then what was your reaction to that when you said it I was like uh, first thing obviously you think Mm -hmm. why would you pay me for walking your dog with you so it was kind of unsettling because I've never like experienced that type of like interaction before Mm -hmm. with someone just wanted to pay me for my time but um no of course you know, I'm like, okay, free money. he mm-hmm. like, gives an extra couple bucks. And he didn't tell me, you know, how much he was going to pay me or whatever. I was thinking, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll walk the dog with him, like, 50 bucks. And then we walked the dog for the first time, and he gave me, like, 250 bucks for it. Just for spending time for with him. Just literally for spending time with him. Walking the dog for, like, 20 minutes with him. Right. And did you ever
1: feel, uh, when you were walking the dog with him, that, that it was going to escalate in any way to anything... Sexual or just more than walking a dog with him.
2: Like I'd say I'm a I'm a pretty forward person, so I I think it was the third or fourth time that I was hanging out with him, I just let him know that if you want anything else from me, like in a more intimate way, like I you know I can't I'm I'm a lesbian. Yeah. So obviously I wasn't interested in that. No matter how much money, you know what I mean. Right. Um, but I let him know, and he was. totally fine with it. I guess he just kind of lonely guy needed to spend time with some people in his life. Um,
1: I know through previous conversation with you that it did escalate to Mm -hmm. sending pictures. Yeah. Um,
2: did he bring that up or did you? So he, and by pictures, it wasn't like naked photos of myself. It Mm -hmm. was, you know, like a photo of like me chin down and like a tank top and like a pair of shorts or like, um, like a swimsuit top and you know a pair of jean shorts in the summer like Mm -hmm. that's really all it was um but he would buy or offer to buy me bathing suits or like buy me clothes and then I would just have to send him pictures and he'd send me money for each picture but it was either you know what I just said or a pair of jeans and a sweater right Um, but it was clothes that he would buy for you to wear in the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't, didn't matter if it was, you know, like a bra and whatever. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. didn't get that way, but, um, or, um, like a sweater and leggings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Either way, if he was buying it for me, he just wanted pictures. So he'd buy the clothes and then he would buy the pictures, basically. And did, was there ever a set amount of money that he would give you for either
1: when you would just hang out with him or when you would send him pictures?
2: Um, uh... It was more of like, I guess, what the picture was and where it was. Like if it was obviously like a swimsuit picture, mm-hmm. which I guess you could say it's decently provocative, but right. th- depending on if it was that, then I'd get maybe like 300 bucks for a picture or if it was a pair of leggings and a sweater that he'd bought me or, mm-hmm. you know, a pair of dress pants and a blouse, it would be you know, 150, 200. Right. And I do want to go back to the fact that this was a man that you've known. Yeah. For, and so do you think because
1: you knew him and already had kind of an established uh, platonic relationship, is that fair mm-hmm. to say? Oh, yeah. Bef- uh, before um, any of this happened, um, can you explain how maybe that factored into if there was a power dynamic into your relationship uh, with him right now? And if that ever helped with maybe setting boundaries for mm-hmm. your interactions now? Like,
2: I feel like in us being, like, platonic to start off with before or even, like, first muddy exchange or anything like that Mm -hmm. um me knowing him really helped me be able to like lay down my own kind of set of rules with him right like I feel like he let me kind of have the power in you know like what we were doing when I was hanging out with him which hanging out with him we only walked the dog right like I'd never go to his place he'd never come to mine he'd never pick me up it was just walking the dog or like what I'd send him when I'd send him it um I would never really ask him for much, though. That's the only thing. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, oh, you know, I'm I'm really... I need 300 bucks. Like, what can I do for 300 bucks? It was never like that. It was just... He'd message me, how are you doing today? Okay, um, do you want to shop? I'll give you some money to shop. Or, um, when's your phone bill? I'll pay your phone bill. Or, um, you're going downtown with a couple girlfriends? Let me buy their drinks and your stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So... I feel like I really did have a hold of the... I was mm-hmm. more swayed in the power dynamic than he was. Right. And with the power... He was always
1: very receptive to what you were saying with the power dynamic. Like, he yeah. was always... When you were setting boundaries, he was always very... He was
2: like, Yep, yeah, nope, no problem. He was problem. agreeable. No problem. Very agreeable. Yeah. I feel like he knew, too, like, because we were friends before Mm -hmm. like he knew I was gay and he knew that he wasn't going to get anything other than just like my attention like nothing intimate nothing sexual Mm -hmm. or like passing any of my boundaries because of the fact that he knew I was a lesbian
1: and so you think being a gay like he was very receptive of that but if you think had you not had he not known or if you weren't like if you were straight or into men do you Mm -hmm. think he would have already had suggested that your relationship move further yeah you think
2: so for sure if he didn't know me and he didn't like understand me as a person, like i I'm honestly, we were like not decently close, but like we were friends before, yeah, so he knew kind of how I thought, and we'd have interactions on a daily basis, um, and he knew that I was not interested in guys, like I was strictly interested in women,, mm-hmm. and us having that relationship, I feel like helped him respect me in mm-hmm. that sense, maybe because mm-hmm. I could feel his respect for me. Like, I knew that he'd, like, want more out of me, but he would always kind of, like, go with whatever I was saying and whatever I was okay with. Right. If you had, say, a sugar mama... I'd love that.
1: Right? Like, if you had an older woman that um, that maybe you weren't necessarily attracted to them, but they were doing the same thing as in giving you money, and they proposed um, sexual interactions, would you do it?
2: Like, I feel like me, personally, like, again, like, I... Mm -hmm. That's so tough because I wouldn't call myself, like, that leans into, like, prostitution. You know what I mean? Right. Um, obviously when there's, like, money exchange, it, you are, like, mm-hmm. being, uh, I hate to say it, but being a sugar baby, like, y- you're selling yourself. You're yeah. not selling, you could, you could not be selling your body, but you're selling yourself as in, like, your time and things like that. Yeah. But for me, like, I have to be romantically linked to someone to... Mm-hmm. have some sort of like sexual desire like sexual connection with them mm-hmm. and I just I cannot even now thinking if if I was with a woman who was a, my sugar mama you would say yeah um I don't know if I could do it You yeah. know. like sleep with her for money and so as or, of- like do sexual things for money right and so as of right now Uh, you
1: do consider that there's a line between what you do which is sending not fully nude pictures but pictures and Mm -hmm. giving your time to somebody and then having sexual interactions
2: yeah 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 I don't know but then again too like people always say you know you dip your toes in the water and you like it sometimes and then you keep going Mm -hmm. I don't think I could do that I know people I have friends who do that and they you know they send other stuff Mm -hmm. and they go meet up and whatever and they're making a lot of money a lot of money Like, Mm -hmm. big money. Yeah. But it's just not something I don't... Morally, I don't think I could bring myself to do it. And do you think... um, Being a young person... I know you're not in
1: school right now. um, And obviously just kind of having a uh, not great financial status. Mm -hmm. um, Struggling. I know you live with your parents right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, you have... You want to move out, but obviously money is an issue. Yeah. Um, Do you think it has made you more comfortable um, with being a sugar baby in the state that you are now, or that you were, Um, just being a young person trying to survive and live uh, in the world right now, it is something, like it it, it has, that is a large enough motivation to um, bring you to where you are right now.
2: Yeah, like, obviously when you're, you know, in your early 20s, and you're fresh out of school, and you have student debt up your ass, and you're trying to find a job, and you know, all those factors, it's kind of like, whatever you can get, you take it right now. hmm Like, as desperate as that sounds, it's not really an act of desperation, it's just an act of self-help, I would say. Like, if mm-hmm. I can honestly take an extra couple hundred bucks a month, I will 100% do it. hmm Like, I do, for someone who's out of school and I have a job, it's a good job. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, not exactly where I'd want to be. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, bill payments, you have, like, phone bills, car bills. I'm living at home, but I'm paying rent at home and, you know. Right. For having the job that I have, it's hard to afford it. So having uh, that extra income on the side Mm -hmm. is, um, it's a driving force, yeah. And how do you feel about the way
1: that sugar babies are portrayed, uh, like, in media right now?
2: Um, I feel like in media, usually, like, people who are labeled sugar babies, they only, I guess, broadcast the ones who are, oh, I get my lips paid for, and I get my nails paid for, and I'm getting a boob job, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That type of, like, stereotype, they stereotype it. Yeah. Like, who, girls who just do it for, like, the luxurious things in life. Even, they really do stereotype that. Even the name, like, Sugar Baby Yeah, right. Quite, it, yeah. It just sounds like something... And I feel like when it's portrayed like that, a lot of people mistake it for, like, prostitution. Mm-hmm. There's different... I'd say different... I, I'm not gonna say, like, I'm not... I'm by all means not an expert in this. I... I dip my toes in and I do it on the side lightly not even half the capacity that other people do it or how I could be doing it Mm -hmm. but you know some people need shit paid for and that's kind of a resource that people will go to sometimes and in the media people automatically go to um oh they're they're sleeping with these people for money or and like where the money is going they're doing absurd things for um yeah for where the money is going it's like people think that it's not something for self-help a lot of people do do it for self-help for like the extra cash flow Mm -hmm. and it's not and people do it like how i do it Mm -hmm. where it's just you know you're giving your time and you're giving your company and you're not doing anything i guess to harm yourself Mm -hmm. i also think too
1: um there's something about um because we've come from similar backgrounds i would say of like um, middle class, yeah. as in yeah, yeah. Uh, we have people who will help us if um, we can't for whatever reason, and I'm talking financially. Yeah. I think when somebody... He- like, obviously, our our support system isn't giving us everything. Like, we have to pay for most things ourselves, such yeah. as, like you just said, you were paying rent at your parents' house, but I think, too, do, do you think that because you come from... I'll, I'll just, I'll, like, overarchingly classify it as a middle class background, Yeah, um, that people assume that when you are being a sugar baby and getting money for those things that it is just going to superficial things like clothes and yeah not trying to say this is superficial but in i think no
2: but i agree with you you like know what i'm saying that, that's shit like that because is not you're necessities. not
1: necessities it's like living on a street homeless like people kind of assume that um, yeah. you're doing it for a mix of attention yeah and for um superficial wants
2: yeah but also to like keep in mind like nobody ever knows really what goes on behind closed doors so for me, that's how I get past when people think like that. I'm right. like, whatever you can say, whatever you want. You don't know how I... You don't know how me and this person interact. Right. You know, you can think whatever you'd like. You don't know how I'm... What my financial life is like. How I'm, you know, mm-hmm. staying afloat, basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what that money's going towards and what I need that money for. I'm, a lot of it also, too. Sometimes when I'm good for money for a month, sometimes when I... When he pays me, I'll put it into an education fund if I want to go for more school, or I'll put it into my um, retirement savings. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's never going. I get it. When he buys clothes and shit like that, that's him doing it. I'm I'm not receiving the money and then going and buying clothes. Right. He'll do that. When I get the money myself, nine times out of ten, it's to a bill, it's to my food, or it's to savings. Right. So, but people people never think of it like that.
1: Well, thank you very much for um, joining me
2: today. you're welcome. (laughs) Thank you very much.
3: So I was a sugar baby for a very brief amount of time, like a year and a half as a result of my schooling. So being a young student coming from not a very wealthy family, and then moving to Queen's University, which is an environment where everyone is rich and white and beautiful and well-groomed and done up to the nines. So I started in second year. It was honestly like my best friend who was talking about being a cam girl and she was like, oh, like, do it with me. Like, we don't have to do anything real. We don't have to do it with men. We can just touch each other's boobs on camera. Everything will be fine. I didn't really like that idea. So I kind of went on to my did my own kind of thing because I like the idea of being paid for my sex appeal, which I have a lot of being 19 and crazy, but I'd like to do it on my own terms. Um, my sugar givers, which is mostly men, um, honestly, I would have liked to be with women because that would be a little bit less intimidating, less scary, uh, but at that time, I was on Seeking Arrangement, which is a, a website for matching sugar daddies and sugar babies, but it seems as though there was really only men or who credible men on that website. Although women looked kind of iffy. I'm not sure if I would meet up with them or anything, if they were real. Because the website had like a verification kind of feature where it's like uh, really good sugar daddies were verified. So only men were kind of like that at the time. So I didn't engage with women, but I would have. So my motivations, um, money literally it I thought it was interesting because I didn't want to work or get a real job I had classes going on um and I just wanted to make my own kind of schedule um so I met and like I got to meet powerful men I got to go to the fanciest restaurants drink the most expensive alcohol um this one guy I met he he was a guy downtown Toronto he took me out to this beautiful dinner beautiful drinks, whatever, it was nice, we went walking, and then he was showing me, pointing to the cranes in the sky at the construction sites all over, and he was like, oh yeah, I bid on all these, they're here because of me, and I was just like, oh cool, like that's interesting, so I don't know if that's really truthful, but it didn't seem like he was lying, so that was interesting, got lots of money, got to meet cool people, really like that, so the relationship with my sugar givers, um it's not a normal relationship it's not really a relationship at all i don't think it's just a facade fantasy um he would you should tell me like on the website beforehand like the kind of girl he was looking for like oh i'm really looking for this i prefer this and this and then i would pretend to be that so i'd be like oh my god like you like a studious smart girl who's really wild like oh my god like that's literally me i just tailor myself whatever they were looking for whatever would get me more money but it was fun i guess but anyways that was the whole there was no relationship that's kind of and i know i see those things all the time on the media where it's like oh i fell in love with my sugar daddy or he was a mentor i really don't think that exists um so how did we establish power dynamics and control um did we have a written or verbal contract what about engaging in boundaries okay uh, not, no you know you don't really have anything that was the one thing that they didn't want to talk about at all um they would say what they wanted to do and that kind of thing and then I don't really know what to say right here like there were no boundaries if anything the boundary would be me getting up and running away because I wasn't sexual with them um I did meet them all I went for dinner, drinks. It was online, but I never sent them pictures of myself because I wanted to stay kind of anonymous a little bit. Um, it was never sexual, so many asked to go up to their rooms or go to their apartments, but I never liked that. So I would, like, I would sometimes sit on the same side of the booth as them at restaurants, but I never like went up to a room with them or kissed them or anything. It was just... And then they usually tip me more, so that's that's a plus. So really, being a student was the main thing that made me do it. And then I ended up giving it up because I just got a boyfriend. But I know that if I didn't get a boyfriend, that I would have kept on going with it because the money was so good, and I know I would have gone too deep into it because what I would do is like... Um, I'd meet them all I'd meet them online um, seeking arrangement and then I would schedule it in a day so I would have about ten dates back to back at one restaurant downtown Toronto and then I would go and I would pay the bartender I'd give her like a tenner and I'd be like okay like okay not a tenner like a 20 and I'd be like okay like here you go keep an eye on me if something if you see something wrong call the police just so you know I'm on a whole bunch of like blind dates And then she'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, Or if it was a guy, he'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, So then I'd sit there and I just, I wouldn't leave that table. i just have the waitress clear every now, like, every single time after I have a date. And I would just sit there and it would just be one after the other. And then I would make $100 per date, which is pretty cool. So I was making, like, a grand a day, which is why I know deep down that I would have kept on going with it had I not gotten a boyfriend. Um... Yeah, it was honestly, I I did it because I I wanted a little bit of extra money. I didn't want to get a real job with a schedule, which I probably could have, but just decided not to. And then in summers, in my third and fourth year, I kind of did a little bit on the side as well because I had my regular job and then I just wouldn't have enough money. So I would go and do a few dates on the side. But honestly, it was a great, great thing because I got to get my nails done, live frivolously, and nothing really ever happened to me bad. But I know that's a lot better than a lot of other girls can say.